Homeward is committed to partnering with parents and equipping you with the resources you need to raise your kids to become responsible adults. And Steadfast Companies, a leading real estate investment company, is proud to partner with Homeward to bring you the following podcast presentation. Mama Bear can go over the top and snow plow too many roads for her little son. And you don't want to put a skirt on. He's a boy. Boys spit. Boys make weird sounds. They have contests with other boys. Just to name a few things. I mean, if you don't believe me, parent, call your insurance agent and ask him this question. How come I pay so much money for my son to drive the car and not as much for my daughter? Well, the comments you just heard come from the very familiar voice of Dr. Kevin Lehman. And today here on the Homeward Broadcast, we're going to have a conversation uh, for moms uh, talking about the mother-son relationship. He's written a book on this called What a Difference a Mom Can Make. And uh, uh, we're talking about being a mom who makes a difference. From the studios at the Homeward Center for Youth and Family on the campus of Azusa Pacific University, welcome to Homeward with parenting and family expert Dr. Jim Burns. I'm Roger Marsh. I want to remind you, as you've heard in the intro, uh, what we're going to be talking about today talks about little boys and uh, Kevin. Had no holds barred. Uh, we don't pull any punches here. So I want to remind you that if you do have small children listening with you, uh, you might want to turn off the radio if you're listening on the radio right now and go to the podcast or go to homeward.com just to make sure that uh, everything's okay for their ears to hear. And now with part one of today's program, here's Jim. Welcome to Homeward. I'm Jim Burns. Kevin Lehman with us today. We're talking about being a mom who makes a difference. He's written a great book called What a Difference a Mom Makes. And Kevin Lehman is the real deal. In fact, I was talking to Kevin right before the show saying that my wife, Kathy, says that Kevin is her go-to guy when it comes to parenting. Actually, one of the most influential parenting experts in the world today. Internationally known psychologist, humorist, uh, best-selling author, New York Times best-selling author. Uh, have a new kid by Friday. Have a new marriage by Friday. Uh, one of my favorite books, The Birth Order Book. It's an older book, but it's great. Uh, Making Children Mind Without Losing Yours was, I think, the book that Kathy and I used and used and reused. Anyway. Kevin, great to have you with us on our broadcast today. Hey, Jim, you know you're one of my favorite people that do what you do in life so well, so the pleasure is mine, trust me. Well, thank you. Well, you've written a book for moms on how to make a difference in their son's life. My mom was actually the mom of uh, four of us sons, and uh, somehow as I was reading your book, I think she got it when she didn't you know, ever read a book, but one of the things you say right at the beginning is you say, hey, remember, he's a boy, not a girl. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, mommies tend to feminize things, uh, and and moms are moms. They're women. They, I mean, I've written about this in other books. They're they're weird. Uh, <laughs> they speak a language that most of us, as men, don't understand. Uh, speaking about the husband wife relationship, but of course they think we're weird. Yeah, that, they they think we're strange, and that's, that's true. Weird. We do watch two ball games, <laughs> eating a pizza, belching in our boxer shorts. <laughs> Yes, Sounds ladies, good to this me. is your gift from God. <laughs> Deal with it. But back, back okay. to the question. I think that mom, you know, the first time she's pregnant, you know, she's got in her mind, you know, wow, this is going to be the greatest experience, and she's got the nursery ready and all that. And she just knows she's going to have that little girl, and she's thinking about the little dresses that she's going to put on that little baby, and all of a sudden she goes to the dock and has the big sonogram and finds out that uh, – there's a little appendage there that means that she's having a boy. <laughs> and she about freaks out because she says, what am I going to do with a boy? I'm thinking about boys. 
And from the time that little precious gift from God, Jim, is laid across Mommy's breast, and she she sees that little quivering lip on that little infant, she falls in love with that boy. And now we're talking Mama Bear and her cub. And so mommies have the tendency to overprotect their little boy. I've got a football coach friend, Jim, listen to this. Early this summer, when football started at the high school level, he this guy teaches uh, teaches and coaches 14-year-old boys. He found two mommies in the locker room trying to help their boys put their football equipment on. Oh, boy. He threw them out and said, you know, boys, we don't have any parents in this locker room. But so Mama Bear can go over the top and snow plow too many roads for her little son. And you don't want to put a skirt on. He's a boy. Boys spit. Uh, boys make weird sounds. They have peeing contests with other boys. Uh, just to name a few things. I mean, if you don't believe me, parent, call your insurance agent and ask him this question. How come I pay so much money for my son to drive the car and not as much for my daughter? Yeah. And I'll tell you why, because Lehman says boys are stupid, and they do stupid things. <laughs> now, I've got three daughters, and I'd say they do some of those same things as well. One of the things you say in your, in your book is you say, I know he's adorable. So you're talking to mom, but he needs to be held accountable. What do you mean by that? Well, again, because of the special relationship, and the special relationship is between daddy and daughter, okay, and mommy and son. Because he's so special, because he's so cute, because he looks like your dad, ladies, you might cut him a little too much slack and let him slide. Now, I've got a chapter in the book which gets mom's attention, and it's entitled Planning Your Toddler's Wedding. Yes, yes. And that gets parents' attention. They go, wait a minute, what are you talking about? I'm saying that children, their personality forms in the first five or six years of life. Someone once said children were like wet cement. And I always love that analogy because a person's, a young kid's personality hardens, so to speak, within the first few years of life. So, Mommy, the fact that you don't take any guff from little Buford or his brother Fletcher is a direct way that you can teach him that women are to be valued and honored and respected. So you're doing your future daughter-in-law a great service by holding him accountable for what he says at every moment of the day. You, you talk about, in that chapter, you talk about starting with the end in mind. I, I'm not sure I know what you mean. Well, you know, Steve Covey just passed away. That's right, that's right. And he was, uh, I've read a couple of his works, and one of the big takeaways for me is what he shared with, you know, start with the end in mind. I mean, what do you want your son to be like, ladies? Do you want him to be responsible? Yes, then give him responsibility. You want him to be held accountable in life? Then hold him accountable in your home. See, I think it's a smart woman who says, in fact, I'll pick on those single moms who really have it tough, and she's got a son, and, you know, she's, let's say he's 11 years old, and her car is falling apart, and she needs she needs a good car. And uh, quite frankly, she's not mechanical. She doesn't know much about cars. But what a smart thing to say, honey, you know, I'm thinking about getting a car and I'm clueless. I don't know where to look. I don't know what I should get. You seem to like cars. And would you mind going on the internet and, and doing some research for me and hmm. 
I'd love to hear what you have to say. Now, that same mom could have that 11-year-old. Now, if you're driving, hang on to the wheel of the car. Pay the bills in your family online. Uh, my youngest daughter, Jim, can she can text like a woodpecker that's got ADHD. <laughs> and they are so much more proficient than some of us as parents that you empower this kid. You're, what are you saying? You're saying, I believe in you, and, and I, I respect you enough to give you real things to do that really help our family. I don't think you can go wrong going down that track. You know, it's interesting you say that because you also say that boys, especially, that one of the factors, there's three, but one of the factors you said is boys need to feel respect. Yeah, they do. You know, here's, here, you know what I think is really funny about this topic or weird is I, I wrote the book uh, Have a New Husband by Friday. And in that book, I say, ladies, think of your husband as a four-year-old that shaves. <laughs> you know, he's the simple one. His needs are not as complex as yours, okay? His, his needs are to be needed and wanted by you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, respect is a part of it, but we, yeah. quite frankly, biased opinion, we've made too much of respect. Yeah, interesting. The need thing and the, res- and the wanted thing is, is right at the top of the list of my biased opinion. But so it is, Mom, for your boy. He needs to feel needed and wanted by you mm-hmm. and respected by you. Yeah. So... There's a corollary here. And I always tell men, in fact, I did a marriage talk the other night, and I reminded them that the little boy or little girl you once were, guess what? You still are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're training up a child, and again, most of us train down children. We don't train them up. Mm-hmm. You just have to understand that your words, Mom, pack a wallop in the sentences you choose to use with your son. Boy, that's great input. Listen, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. When we come back, I want to ask you about that. How do we train our kids down rather than train our kids up? As well as we've got to ask the question, you had this in in your book. You said basically uh, an unhappy child is a healthy child. I want to talk about that too. We're going to take a break. Kevin Lehman with us. What a privilege to have him. Roger's going to talk right now about the book. It's called What a Difference a Mom Makes. I highly recommend this book. And uh, you know what? Not only will you enjoy Kevin's writing, but you will get a lot out of it. By the way, I read it. I'm not a mom, but it was really beneficial to me as well. So uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. Kevin Lehman coming right up. Yeah. And uh, today's program, of course, is called uh, Being a Mom Who Makes a Difference. And uh, here at the Homeward Studios in uh, the campus of Azusa Pacific University, we hear from a lot of moms who, who say the same types of things that Jim and Kevin are talking about right now. Help. What do I do? I have a son. How do I make this relationship work? Uh, the book is a great resource. It's one that Jim recommends. You can learn more about it when you go to Homeward.com. Also, go to our Homeward Online Resource Center. We have a couple of things to, to share with you. The Good Advice Parent Newsletter is a huge help. It's electronically delivered every month. It comes with articles and links and other tip sheets, and you can sign up for that free subscription today at Homeward.com. Also, our daily online devotional. We call it our Evotional. It is a Bible verse and a nugget of encouragement from God's Word prepared by Dr. Jim Burns and the staff at Homeward. And if you'd like to receive that nugget of encouragement every day. It's very easy to use. A lot of devotionals, you know, can take you really deep into Scripture. This is one you can do in a couple minutes, and you can read through it every day, uh, delivered free to your email box every Monday through Friday. For more information on how to start that subscription as well, Good Advice Parent Newsletter, Homeward Daily Online Devotional. You can sign up for both of them today when you go to homeward.com. I'm Jim Burns with today's Homeward Snapshot. Yeah, okay, my parents are so strict. They don't let me watch anything good on TV. 
Like, if I want to watch The O.C., I have to record it and then watch it while my mom's at work. My parents are really cool about TV. I mean, my mom and I watch Desperate Housewives together. My friends all think my mom's really cool. A recent survey conducted by the Wall Street Journal reported that more than half the households they surveyed had no rules about media use. It's no wonder so many kids are exposed to so much sexually explicit and, frankly, violent behavior at such early ages. Well, I believe it's essential for us as parents to sit down with our kids and drop a set of media guidelines for the children to follow. Remember to let the kids actively participate in this process because children are more likely to support what they themselves help create. Take the time to establish rules, and then make the effort to reinforce them with your kids. After all, their future is at stake. I'm Jim Burns from Homeward, encouraging parents, building families. Welcome back. I'm Jim Burns. Dr. Kevin Lehman with us today. What a Difference a Mom Makes is the title of a brand new book by Kevin Lehman. He's an internationally known psychologist. He's a humorist, a New York Times bestselling author of Have a New Kid by Friday and several other incredible books. Hey, he's the real deal. My go-to guy when it comes to parenting. It is a privilege to have Kevin with us continuing conversation right now. Kevin, you used a phrase right before the break. You said, too many of us train down our kids rather than train up our kids. What did you mean by that? Well, we, we show negative expectations mm. for kids. People always say, hey, Lehman, where do you get all this relevant material you put in your books? How come they're so fresh? Well, I hang outside of the supermarket, and I just listen to what moms say to their kids. All right, listen up. Now, no running around, no fooling around. Stay together and don't ask for anything because the answer is no. I'm just going to run in here and get a few things for dinner. Your dad's going to be home soon. Now, what has the mom just said? Did she train those up or train them down? She trained them down. And what do the kids do? (laughs) They misbehave. So you have to have positive expectations for your kids. And, you know, Jim, I don't know if we've ever shared this on the air with you or not, but I graduated in my high school class number four. Uh, but unfortunately, it was fourth in the bottom and not fourth in the top. <laughs> I remember that. So I was one of those guys that should have never made it in life, right. and I wanted no part of Christianity, that was for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, yet I had a mom who had a strong faith, and I have so many vivid memories of coming down in the morning and seeing her with her head hung in prayer or her Bible open. And um, she was a tremendous mom who believed in her son, even though there wasn't a lot of evidence to believe that uh, he was worthy. She showed up to school more than I did, to tell you the truth. I used to cut class, used to cut school on Mondays and Fridays with great regularity. And uh, in the year 2003, my mom lived to be 95 years of age. Hmm. My old high school brought me back and put me on their wall of fame. And uh, if that wasn't funny, I don't know what was, because uh, <laughs> that's, that's just funny for me to think right, about it as I'm sharing it with you. But on the way up to the ceremony, I had my mother with me. We drove about 80 miles. And we had a conversation that went like this. Well, Mom, we fooled a few people, didn't we? Mm. And she'd chuckle and laugh. She said, oh, honey, I'm so proud of you. I said, well, do you remember the night the cops brought me home? She said, oh, yeah, I do. But you were such a good boy. (laughs) And everything I brought up that I got in trouble for, she'd say, oh, yeah, I do. But you were such a good boy. And there's a mother's love. Boy, that is. You know, it permeates everything. 
she had a wall hanging gym on my uh, wall of my bedroom as a little kid, and I hated the sucker. I mean, I just I was embarrassed to have it hanging there. And it said, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Hmm. Now, I just repeated it for you, didn't I? Yeah, sure did. So, you knew it. so I hated it. You know, the subtitle of this book, The Indelible Imprint, mm-hmm. A Mom Leaves on a Son's Life. Hmm. You know, moms, you want to leave an indelible imprint. And Mae Lehman, God bless her, she left an indelible imprint on my life. And... You know, you have to have patience. Some kids grow up and they're straight A's and do what you want. And I had a sister who was perfect and still is. I had a brother who was the quarterback on the football team. And then it was me. And I've sort of self-shrink myself to figure out that I got attention by being the class clown, by goofing off, by being the poor student. I got as much attention from being the lousy student as my sister got from being the straight A student. Interesting. So you have to stand back, parent, and see the big picture here. And there's a message here to treat your kids differently. Don't treat them the same. Did God create them the same? No. Then why would you treat kids the same? Yeah. It is amazing to me that you could have, you have four kids, um, four adult kids, obviously, and I've got, you know, three kids. You know, they kind of come out of the same shoot, same family, but they can be absolutely different. As you just described, your own family. I mean, you were very different than your oldest, your, your oldest sister. Now, that speaks to a, to another book, but you also write about it in here. You know, your birth order. I mean, birth, this birth order thing. Some people say, is it really right? You know, does a firstborn act different than the lastborn? You're saying it does. Oh, yeah. You, well, let's face it. The firstborn is the lab rat of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, parents, you practice on them. If you're a firstborn <laughs> listening <laughs> to Jim and I today, you've heard these words. Listen, I don't care what she did. I don't care what he did. You are the oldest. I expect a little bit more out of you, young woman or young man. Uh, oh, fine. You don't want to take him with you? Fine. Stay home. So we groom right. the firstborn for success. As a sidebar, I did Fox and Friends a while ago and talked about all the Republican candidates for presidency. And with only one exception, they were all firstborn or only born of their sex in the family. Amazing. So our, our leaders, our astronauts, our architects, our engineers, yeah. wherever perfection is paid off, you'll find uh, an inordinate number of firstborn children. Comedians, Billy Crystal, Eddie Murphy, Drew Carey, Jim Carey, Martin Short, Chevy Chase, Steve Carell, John Stewart, uh, I mean, you name one. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, they're all babies of the family. Isn't that interesting? Does that also mean that people who write books on parenting and on marriage like you and me are lastborns too? Well, you know what? Here's what I would tell you, that lastborns like us enjoy life more than firstborns. Now, I've got to be careful when I say that, but we have fun. We do a cruise once a year where I take couples on the cruise, you know. Uh, And if I'm in a church and I'm talking about our cruise that's coming up in February, I'll just say, now, listen, if if you're a fun couple, we'd love to have you. And if you're not, we'd prefer you stay home. <laughs> so you get so you get a lot of uh, last-born uh, couples who are married to each other. Yeah, and that can be interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's not an easy ride. No, the no, easier no. ride, believe it or not, is the differences. So with the firstborn and the baby, and only in a baby, those are the extremes in birth order. Yeah. Believe it or not, it, those kind of marriages flow together more easily than two firstborns who know exactly how life ought to be. Yeah. In fact, I always tell women, hey, women, have a wallpaper party 
and just invite your firstborn girlfriends to help you wallpaper. <laughs> now, my prediction is by 11 a.m., Jim, there's going to be blood on the floor. <laughs> so, again, as you see these little right. cubs, Mommy, come into right. your den, right. and you've got firstborn son who's introverted a little bit, maybe a voracious reader and loves science and math, your youngest son would probably much more read people than read books. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Now you got a middle, you got a middle child in there for a lot, you know, for a lot of families, most families. Middle child can go one way or the other, can't they? Yeah, they can, and they get such a bad rap. We should say something for every middle child listening <laughs> that you've probably never heard in your entire life. Here it is. Ready, middle children? What do you think we should do, honey? <laughs> you know what? The firstborn got all the attention, and so did the baby. Yeah. And the middle child is stuck there in the middle. They got overlooked, but they're resilient. They thrive on friendships. Unfortunately, sometimes those friendships are outside of the family, which causes some problems for middle children. In business, yeah, your guys that are guys and women who are in business might appreciate this one. Your CEO and your president are typically firstborn, but your entrepreneur, your Bill Gates Jr.'s, your Steve Forbes, uh, Donald Trump, I know he has a family of four living in his hair, folks, but I'm telling you, he's a typical middle child. He loves making the deal. Huh. And, and you're going to find those people who think a little bit outside the box come from the later-born positions of the family, particularly the middle child. That's, that's amazing. Kevin, I know we're talking about what a difference a mom makes, but as we've talked about the birth order side, I know you have a, you have a special website that people can go to, they can pick up the birth order book, actually make a review, and uh, then they get something. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's really cool. We have an interactive website called birtorderguy.com. And believe it or not, I'll answer your questions on there. I don't have a staff of people. I do it myself. But we have a wonderful opportunity for people. If they go on birtorderguy.com, they'll see that if they pick up the book through Amazon, or they can even do it through Barnes & Noble, and even download it if they want, but send us a review of the book that they reviewed on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com, we will send them a choice. I give them a choice of four books. They get to pick two of them, and I send them back to them, postage paid free as long as they have a U.S. address. It's, it's a deal people can't, you just can't lose on. They get the new book plus two others to give us gifts to other people or read themselves. Boy, that's fabulous. Birtorderguy.com. Yes. And they can get all the information. Fabulous. Now, you've got one son. The rest of your kids are daughters. Tell us about your son. And we don't have much time, so I want you to close with this. Well, he, he's compassionate. He's a giver. All, you know, all of our kids are givers. Hmm. Uh, and I, I think that's because Sandy and I, uh, although we could afford to give our kids anything they ever wanted, we didn't. We didn't give them squat Lidley Jack. I've said many times if my son would surprise us with a home visit, I could be having a coronary in the hall in the entryway of our home if my son showed up, my wife would step over my chest and bounce into the arms of her son saying, my son is home, my son is home. <laughs> it's a special relationship. There's no two ways about it, Jim. No, isn't that? Isn't that? It is a special relationship. And uh, I actually absolutely appreciate what you're writing about, what you're talking about. Kevin Lehman with us today. Uh, we're going to have to have you come back, and, uh, and let's keep talking about this. Kevin, thanks for being with us today. Hey, you're welcome. 
And that concludes part one of Dr. Jim Burns' two-part conversation with author and humorist Dr. Kevin Lehman here on the Homeward Broadcast. Our topic during the past half hour has been being a mom who makes a difference. And Kevin has written an outstanding book on this topic called What a Difference a Mom Makes. If you go to homeward.com today, you'll find a link in our resource center to that. Actually, you go to homeward.com and look at the radio program listing. You'll see Kevin's name listed as the guest for today's program. And then, of course, if you're podcasting with us, it might not be accurate to the day, but just go ahead and take a look anyway. Scroll through the archives. When you find Kevin's name, hit the link, and it'll take you to drleeman.com, which has information about the book. Of course, it's available wherever books are sold, just about anywhere, because all of Kevin's books sell like crazy. At Homeward, of course, we are here to help equip you, and we're here to encourage you, letting you know about resources like Kevin Lehman's book, uh, directing you to homeward.com for the articles and media section that's got video clips and audio clips and articles and tip sheets and things that you can access without cost. We can maintain this website and web presence because of your prayers and faithful financial support. And you can give a gift today at homeward.com or write to us at P.O. Box 1600, San Juan Capistrano, California, 92693. Now for Dr. Jim Burns, our engineer Ben Camp, and the rest of the staff, I'm Roger Marsh. Thanks so much for listening. Join us again next time right here for part two of Jim's conversation with Kevin Lehman. That's right here on Homeward. Homeward with Jim Burns is a production of the Homeward Center for Youth and Family at Azusa Pacific University.